Brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. Today on our show, we're going to have Sean Riley. He is a uh, really smart guy. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about right-wing extremists, and are they good? You know, um, some people think they're not. Maybe they actually are helpful. Um, so it's going to be a political show. And I want to actually start with a quote. Now, before I read this quote, it's actually a little bit in context. So this could be a quote from a movie. This could be a quote from uh, somebody actually said, and I'll discuss afterwards. But I just love this quote. Um, Something I heard on the radio made me want to dig this quote up. So here we go. Let me get into character voice. Okay. His talking about that on the House floor would have been an open rebellion against Almighty God and God's Word, against God's law. And as a Christian, if I would have sat there and been silent, it would have violated my conscience because of my beliefs as a Christian. All right, how did I do there? Did that sound good? I mean, I'm not an actor, but... uh. You know, I was trying to get into character. Somebody, a real person actually said that. Um, Somebody that, in that quote, has identified himself as a Christian twice. That's obviously important to him. And that person that said that, can anybody guess who said that? I know a lot of our listeners, you know, pay attention to these things. So, yes, you are correct. Daryl Metcalf. Um you know, he is a uh, insane representative. He's a PA representative from actually Butler, Cranberry area. And that was in reference to him silencing a openly gay legislator um, that was going to make some comments about uh, the cor- Supreme Court um, upholding uh, g- the gay marriage ruling. Um uh, Brian Sims, and you know when I when I read that quote or, or heard him actually say it, I just um, it really made me go back to my fascination with why people believe what they believe, and um, you know it's <laughs> this guy Daryl Medcalf. I mean, he is just a terrible uh, representative. I mean, he believes like public transportation is welfare. Um, he has uh, so today he even I heard on the radio Mary Wilson uh, for the local NPR station here um, had a thing where one of the representatives wanted to push th- have a discussion about an anti discrimination measure and um, Daryl Metcalf I guess is on the s- government uh, the House Government Committee he chairs this committee and he's like we're not even going to listen to that it's it's pointless. And um, he believes that, uh, uh, how did he say it? The way Mary said it was so hilarious on the radio. I woke up like laughing. It was, you know, uh, this anti-discrimination measure is actually going to be discrimination against people of faith. Oh, and yeah, I have a quote, another quote from Metcalf. As As an individual who was Christian and knowing many others around the Commonwealth and around the country, we shouldn't be forced to accept their lifestyle in our homes and in our businesses if we choose not to. Now, I mean, what... It made me think, like, how smart is this guy? Like, I don't... He's a representative. I mean, uh, he's had... He probably knows basic math and can read and write, but 
Now, what's going to happen in his home if um, if they pass an anti-discrimination measure that says people can't be, you know, be fired for being gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender? I mean, does he think that that that's going to mean two gay men are going to then come in his house and uh, rape him or something? I mean, I, I don't know. I just find it. Um, infuriating and hilarious at the same time uh, you know i i kind of on the one hand i want to just go to his his house actually and uh find a gay guy and just start making out in, in, on his lawn um but you know uh just to offend him and i mean he's just and then on the other hand i want to um have him have a radio show and broadcast his his views even more because they're so insane i think that they'll make people that have any sympathy towards him and his views, um, you know, realize how insane they are. Um, so anyways, on our show today, we're going to talk a little bit about the, some of those type of things. Um, and I have a, a sort of an expert on uh, right wing, right wing extremists. So we haven't gotten as many letters this uh, week, but um, I did want to read this one. Uh, this, this is from Stan Muzak in Fort Benning, Georgia. I've been to Fort Benning, Georgia. Muzak, I guess like the, I wonder if he's one of the creators of the, the music thing. Um, so it's, hey man, I love your show. Can you please do a show about hydraulic fracturing or the Westboro Baptist Church? Also, what do you think of the paleo diet? I've been eating a lot of raw veggies and raw meat lately. Keep up the good work. Uh, thanks, uh, Stan. And, um... Yeah, I would like to do a show about hydraulic fracturing. I'd like to get an expert in here. I don't know enough about it. Um, and we are going to actually talk a little bit about the Westboro Baptist Church today with uh, Sean. So there you go. Regarding the paleo diet, uh, I think it's a weird fad. Um, you know, I'm trying to eat less meat and I'm trying to do more like uh, almost more vegan. But uh, I don't think I'll ever give up meat fully or eggs. But I mean, who knows? I mean, it's probably the, a better diet. Um, okay, so, uh, you know, our show is sponsored by uh, the books that I haven't read that I own, and today, this week, it is sponsored by Poor People's Movements, Why They Succeed and How They Fail, a provocative book that should be, oh, this is actually a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Well, Michael Harrington says it's a provocative book that should be read by students and makers of social history. So this is by Francis Fox Piven and Richard A. Cloward, who I think these are kind of two well-known um, sociologists that have studied uh, lower class, um, poor people issues in the 20th century. And this is a uh, kind of like a political science sociology book that I have been told I need to read. Um, and since we're talking about the sort of people that are against uh, four people, um, I figured it would be appropriate to uh, sponsor the show today. So, you know, I, I picked this up at a used bookstore, actually at Half Price Books years ago. Um, and it, I don't know if it's accurate. I haven't even, like, cracked it, you know. But uh, Poor People's Movements... Why they succeed? Why they succeed and how they fail? Uh, Francis Fox Piven and Richard Cloward. Cloward, oh, that's just a weird way of s a weird last name. Um, pick it up at a local used bookstore, read it, and uh, let me know how it is. You can email the show at prcshow at gmail .com. That's prcshow at gmail .com. We are also on Facebook. Uh, we have a Tumblr site, and uh, we're on SoundCloud's the the main uh, way to get the show. Um, 
Okay, now uh, we'll be on to our on to our discussion with uh, Sean Riley. <laughs> Okay, my guest is Sean Riley. He's a lawyer from Miami, Florida, and um, knows a lot about things. And I wanted to talk to him today about, um, I guess, sort of right-wing extremist characters uh, that are around. Um, we have a guy here in Pennsylvania, Daryl Metcalf. Are you familiar with him at all? He's a representative, right? Yeah. Now, I'm from Pittsburgh originally, and I... I don't really remember. I didn't pay attention that much to him, but he's he's kind of a bigger deal here in Harrisburg, where in the capital, um, where he I guess uh, uh, makes a bigger impact, kind of cajoles folks along. He was along. He he was in Harrisburg prior to the sort of the whole Tea Party thing, right? And now that the Tea Party uh, movement is um, in effect, he's now really ramped it up. Um, he has taken positions against uh, defensive, um, like, uh, what am I saying here? B- women's issues where they wanted to have, j- j- simply, you know, we want to pass a resolution that, you know, women shouldn't be um, beaten and domestic violence is bad. Well, he's against that. Mm, right. I mean, and now why would you be against something like that? Now, wh- what do you think is going through his head? Oh, boy, I... I don't know. It's it's hard to. Well, I mean, I guess he just. Wow, it's it's hard to try to. Why get would in someone? His no, but why would someone be against something like that? Honestly, I mean, it, it well, just I is, guess his view that the maybe the man should be in control of the the house, and he doesn't want gov- government encroaching on the ma- the natural order of things. If the man <laughs> the natural run order, the, but is isn't that strange though that it's. Uh, it's 2013, right? I mean, do you, don't you find it weird that people still think that way? Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, well, actually, I mean, I guess it's not too surprising considering how stupid people are and how <laughs> ignorant people are. But well, he's one of our representatives. I mean, he's a person in public office. He shouldn't be stupid. Well, I <laughs> well, there. I mean, there there are how many representatives? Like two hundred or something? Yeah, or? yeah. There's a lot of them. So I mean, he represents obviously a very hardline, right wing, stupid district. Well, and I like to uh, think that I live in a state that's uh, rational minded folks, made up of people that are intelligent. I mean, we have some great universities here: University of Pittsburgh, Penn State, Temple, a lot of good uh, Penn. I don't know what other is good colleges in Pennsylvania. Elizabethtown College. I mean, I right. don't know, um, and. Uh, very, there was an article I read in the Post Gazette, um, I don't know, a couple months ago, by uh, a great reporter, saying how there's very few women. We have a very low percentage of female representatives, and um, I don't know. That's just troubling to me. It just seems a, a bad, a bad thing that you know it's 2013 and this is still, still going on. I mean, uh, did you remember much of uh, Daryl Metcalf's? Um, positions and stuff like that. Well, I, re- I, I think is he the guy who Penn State would do like a sex education pro- fair every every. Uh, oh, and he would be opposed to it. I'm and not he would sure. he would show up there and cause like a scene and and you know argue with the presenters and try to film it and try to take it around the state, uh, trying to get people to <laughs> oppose sex education or something. Now I know you don't know a lot about Daryl Metcalf, and I'm not. You know, we're not going to keep talking about him, but. 
The reason why I bring him up is I sort of wonder, is it actually good? As someone that um, believes in reason and um, I think the Enlightenment was a good thing. Right. Scientific revolution Scientific revolution was a good thing. I, I right. consider us all sort of a product of the Enlightenment, um, reason, democracy. Um, as someone that believes in that, as I know you do, as I do, um, I sometimes wonder if having uh, extreme sort of uh, characters like that is actually good because then it points out how crazy their views are and why we need to sort of challenge them and say, no, this is wrong. Well, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's, it's, to some extent it's, it's good when those people are there. It's good that they can be out in the open and exposed. But obviously the danger is there's always the chance that they're actually going to convince enough people and take over and take yeah. power, which yeah. is what the Tea Party's done. Right, right. And um, yeah, I hate to bring off Adolf Hitler, but yeah, you just, you know, I'm right. just thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, you know, there's that f- one um, line in This American Life is whenever you bring up Adolf Hitler, you lose the argument because you're going to get to the extreme. But that's sort of what you were saying. Well, yeah. Um, sure. And so uh, now Fred Phelps is not somebody that's in power, but um, I want to talk a little bit about him because I think, in a sense, I sort of wonder if he's helpful. And l- we'll explain who Fred Phelps is in a second. But um, with Daryl Medcalf, he is... In a, he's a Republican in like the Cranberry area of, uh, which is like north, north of Pittsburgh, a sort of exurb. Uh, I think mostly white suburb and probably some affluence up there and whatnot. But he, um, he's in a very safe district. So the only way he could be unelected is if, or you know, re- removed from office, if as if another Republican ran against him, which is very unlikely. Um, but in some sense, he's causing sort of some problems for the party because there's these moderates that do want to sort of get some things maybe willing to compromise. And he's, he, you know, he's a stumbling block. That's where I think I wonder if it's actually good. It's a good thing that someone like that exists. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, you know I, think, I, mean? I, I think you can, especially when it's a, the other political party, you can kind of wrap that around the, the whole political party and say, look how crazy these people are i mean he says things like um you know regarding gay marriage and stuff like that that uh i mean he sounds like a taliban i mean he'll say like what's god's you know this is a violation of god's law right i mean and i think that's a great thing for him to be saying i i I think when you when you talk like that you sound like such a kook that it um it makes people reevaluate their own positions because i think people that are opposed to gay marriage or whatever or any sort of rational civil rights, then they think, well, wait a minute, I don't want to sound like that. And where is the foundation of my beliefs? Is do I, do Now I sound like an American-type Taliban. Or maybe they don't think like that. Maybe they don't right. do that. Well, I, th- I think they do. You mentioned Fred Phelps. I think when they see Fred Phelps, it makes them rethink. But Medcalf might be even a little too moderate, a m- little more moderate than, than Fred Phelps, say. So oh, I, th- I, I think when they hear, when they hear Metcalf, uh, they probably don't have that same... Yeah, visceral reaction. I'm gonna have to get a Metcalf scholar on here now. Fred Phelps. Who's Fred Phelps? Fred Phelps is a um, a minister, a, pap- a Baptist minister, minister who lives in Topeka, Kansas, who has a ministry of him and his family, and he they've uh, they're ultra fundamentalists and have kind of de- dedicated their ministry to this idea that God is destroying the United States because of its toleration of of homosexuality. 
So they go around. Their high, their big mission is to to preach at funerals, people who've died. So they, I mean, they started back in the nineties. Is they, that when it was the nineties? Is that when we we trace their? Well, yeah, I think they. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's when they started picketing funerals and they um, and picketing the funerals of people who've died of AIDS. It was was it Matthew Shepard, the 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 guy that was. Uh Brutally, savagely um, killed out in uh, Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming was it yeah. Wyoming? Laramie, Wyoming. Was yeah. that sort of their big um, coming out party? Well, that was their big breakthrough. They got the big media attention because the um, the whole national media was covering the Matthew Shepard Matthew Shepard's funeral, and they were there in full force with their. When these was that? Big signs. What, what year was it? It was Oh, okay, that's so a they bit signs okay. that said "God hates fags" and two gay rights, AIDS, and hell, and uh-huh. and. and God hates America, and, and, and so they so weren't forth. doing stuff around. Um, they weren't doing stuff around the AIDS, like they weren't doing like eighties. No, they you? did. Well, they did in the. I'm not exactly sure what year they started. I think in the early nineties, but they did pick their main thing was to pick at the funerals of people who died of AIDS. They picketed the funeral of Randy Schultz, who were uh, band played on, right? Yeah, right. Journalist, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that that was their main shtick. Yeah, in, in and as. as Go ahead. Yeah, no, because no, I remember, um, you know, being from Pittsburgh, uh, they protested Mr. Rogers' funeral. And um, Mr. Rogers was a family man, a great, probably a uh, saint, to be honest. They just sainted, I think, Pope John Paul or whatever, which is ridiculous. Um, Mr. Rogers should be sainted. He, he, now, that guy was a saint. But th- why did they protest him? He wasn't gay. I mean, he was a nice man that uh, told people to share and be nice to people. Well, it, it's become it's gotten to the point where anyone who's not in their ministry they view as part of the this whole homosexual conspiracy because they think I mean they think anyone who is not actively speaking out against this is part of the problem. So if you're not act out on the street corner constantly condemning gays, then then you're with this whole. If you're not with us, you're against us. And if you're right. not with us, being that if you're not telling people they shouldn't be gay. Right and to change their lifestyle. Right, and also Mr. Rogers was some kind of minister in some kind of mainline Christian oh, denomination. Oh yeah, he was like a so Episcopalian or something. Right, like that. and they, I mean, they reject Phelps rejects the idea of um, that people have free will and that God loves everyone. So he they they reject those concepts as well. So any church, which is pretty much any church in America besides his, that in, that have this idea that God loves people, God loves everyone, or that people have free will to make their own decisions. Is um, is a, is something he rejects. So he'll. No, so so are they again? Are they? Do they want to convert people from gaydom? I mean, sorry, that's an offensive term. I don't know. You know what I mean? People that are gay, do they want to um, say stop that lifestyle and you'll be saved type of deal? Well, yeah. Well, they're that's part of it. But their whole thing is 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 they're trying to warn people because their their mission is to warn people the, about what's taking them them to hell from their perspective. So. Um, if I I don't think they're really concerned about trying to convert people because they don't think that people have free will to make their own decisions. God is either going to have them saved or not saved, so they're not really interested in trying to appeal to. But people. they think Mr. Rogers is going to hell because he didn't do enough. He did nothing probably to, to condemn to, to condemn people that are gay. Right, right, and exactly. it's not it's not it's really not the you need to change your ways. You need to stop being gay. It's it's literally just send, sh- sending a message just to send a message. I mean, there, right. there's what, no real um, 
they don't there's no it's not a means to an end. Right, it's just a this is just part of what we're supposed to do. Right, right. And I mean they're they're commanded to preach at they they feel it's their view they need to be preaching at funerals to to warn the living that are attending that funeral that the person they're attending the funeral for is in hell and if they don't want to <laughs> join them they better right. turn turn around quickly and join and, the and, protest right, right. because i well you know i've been to anti-war protests and all that stuff and my point was not to just say hey i'm right and this is but hey i don't think there should be a war their thing is it doesn't matter this person's going to hell people that are gay are going to hell and we are there just to send that we are to right. let people know that's what's happening that's right. god wants us to be here to um send that message now that's pretty crazy yeah sure sure and um do you think uh do you think that's i kind of think that's a good thing almost in a way i mean not oh, yeah. obviously i disagree with it but it shows how lunatic like what a lunatic they are oh yeah i, th- I think it's i think it's really great for the um the movement they um um a lot of people raise money off of their um, their protests by people pledge to to donate to AIDS research for the number of, of oh, hours okay. they're yeah. out oh, protesting on yeah. the uh, yeah. the streets and yeah I mean they um they are totally have totally alienated themselves from the rest of the country and and I think they're a, a headache for the anti-gay the more mainstream anti-gay um, oh forces. really yeah that's interesting like. Who are the the anti uh, the family focused on the family people? Right. Fact, I wonder what the relationship there is. Do they, well, I don't think they they don't like each other at all. They hate each other. The hate's probably coming more from the Fred Phelps, right? They probably think that the focus on the family. What is that, Jerry Falwell? That's James, focus on the family is James Dobson and the, oh, the Family dead, Research yeah. Council and. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think they. I mean, the the Phelps people hate. Jerry Falwell and and James Dobson and all those people because they see them as what he what he terms fag enablers. Now, how is that? How are they fag enablers? I mean, they are pretty anti-gay. I mean, what are they doing that's enabling? Well, they send a message that God loves everyone and God hates the sin but loves the sinner. Oh, okay. And that's something that Phelps totally rejects, and it's wrong to preach that because you have to preach God hates. The sinner as well as the sin. Where does this where does this um, God hating come from? Because I, I'll tell you what I'm I'm not a scholar of uh, Christianity or anything like that. But it does seem you don't really hear that from uh, mainstream Christian religion. You do hear that Jesus loves you, right? Well, it, it comes from the the Bible. I mean, I'm not I'm not a scholar on the Bible, so I can't talk about right. it. But there are parts from the Bible where God talks about um, hating people. He talks about loving Jacob but hating Esau and, and so forth. That, so this is more like Old Testament or do you think Right. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean it it comes from the Old Testament but they see Jesus as kind of uh, um reinforcing the Old Testament. He didn't really bring up it's it's wrong to say that Jesus brought about this whole new idea that that you need to love everybody. That's just from their perspective that's not Right. Correct. And and this is like a uh, Baptist type of uh, view. I, I don't know. They're, well, they're, Cal- Calvinist. they're Calvinists. They say that, or is this what your interpretation no, is? No, no, they'll say that. They'll say we are Calvinists. Calvinists is the, the 
proper way to interp- is, interpret is the Bible. Is Calvinism a big thing? It seems like an old school type of religion. Well, no, it, it was big hundreds of years ago. Yeah, like in the it, 1600s, it, the right. pilgrims and all that stuff. I right. mean, people wore those black, you know, clothes, and you'd make that when you're in high, you know, in school, and the white thing, and right. a pilgrim, you know, very, very austere, or, uh, you know, n- not a lot of right. pink it's and pastels. <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but it's really fallen out of disfavor. It's really fallen on disfavor in recent centuries were they the same people that did the, like the salem witch trials i wonder burning i don't know well that was the what the that was the puritan puritans right which I, were, the, maybe which they were, were which were um i don't know if they Calvinist were Calvinists or not or we'll have to get our I research they, department I, to figure I think out they might have been yeah I'm, I'm not sure um but there's not like a modern day. There wasn't a. There's not modern day uh, Calvinists, right? Other no. than these, like, uh, you know, um, and that's different than the snake handlers. Those are like um, Pentecostals, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, there aren't. There are not a lot of Calvinists operating it's today. It's like church store windows or people's homes. Right. Probably mostly in the deep south or stuff like that. Right. Or yeah. Kansas, where Kansas. they where they're from. Yeah. And. Um, I know they they were also protesting um, Iraqi war veterans, which I just found very peculiar. Right. Well, their their view on that is that God is God sent George Bush to lead this country into a war where they would be destroyed to punish the country for tolerating homosexuality. George, so because George Bush was not hard enough on the gay lifestyle or really preaching hatred of gays. Well, just the country. The country as a whole was not anti-gay enough. So therefore, God convinced George Bush to lead the country into this wrong war that would kill thousands That's of Americans. That's interesting. So that we both, uh, we, I probably agree with the Phelps people that um, uh, they were both against the wars then. Well, yeah, they were against the war in the sense that they knew it was wrong, but they were for it in the sense that it was God's righteous oh, judgment. So therefore, in, in that sense, they were they were for it. Now, can you imagine growing up in that kind of household? Oh, my God, no. I can't. Like, what if your thing was like, I like the band Radiohead and, um, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals? What, what people in Kansas, they probably, like, how do they, what, you don't, I mean, maybe you don't care, you don't have give to a lot of thoughts to homosexuality or like, are you basically forced? I mean, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, well, I think you're really expected to participate in these protests and um, going to these funerals and I mean they're constantly flying all over the country whatever tragedy has happened to, to befall the country you know protesting picketing at these funerals well this has got to get expensive though if they're traveling a lot I mean where do they get their money I don't know a lot of them are a number of them are lawyers Fred Phelps was a lawyer and and I think four or five of his kids were lawyers. and you know what is this not true that Fred Phelps was a like civil rights lawyer or he yeah. did pro bono work for um, for various civil rights causes, and and received an award, I believe, for the ACLU or NAACP. It wasn't. It was some civil rights organization. I'm not sure which, but yeah, he was a he was he did do a lot of civil rights litigation in support of uh, civil rights for African Americans in the uh in the in the sixties. So it must have been there was no need because that issue of uh, gay rights wasn't on the table that he didn't become crazy because it just wasn't really talked about. And as the movement became, you know, uh, more prominent, that's right. when he... Well, they, how, how they describe it, there was this park in Topeka called Gage Park where they thought was, became a cruising site for gay oh, couples. Okay. And they started picketing that 
park area to try to supposedly get the people to stop cruising. And a, a number of the mainline churches were saying, don't do that, that's intolerant, or you're, you're bigoted. And, and oh. I think that's what really set them off. And I, I think it seems to be the churches, they seem to have a lot more, more hatred for the mainstream churches than, than the, like the gays they, themselves. Right, that, that, that they are complicit in this, that they're, right. they're allowing it to sort of occur. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I remember when they, um, you know, were coming around, well, did they, come, they didn't come to Pittsburgh, but they, no, they, they did, they were in, that's when they protested Mr. Rogers' yeah, funeral, yeah, yeah. or, uh, um, but it does, it does point out, as we were talking about before, that folks that then do have these views, I mean, I think they sort of see, oh, well, um, I don't, oh, I'm not like this crazy guy. Like, I'm not saying that they're going to go to hell. I just disagree with, uh, you know, sort of the gay lifestyle, or I, I disagree with uh, teaching science or whatever. But is science a big thing for them? They don't really have a... I don't know. I don't know what they're... They're, not, I mean, they're, they're not evolution. I mean, I don't know if they Well, I'm sure they're not evolutionists, but I, I don't think that's a big issue for them. I mean, they're staunchly anti-gay and anti-abortion and... Um, Oh, they t- they take position against abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's their um? Uh, there's a it's, do his kids. What did he have? Like four or five kids. He had a lot. Of, I f- I think he had like thirteen or fourteen, or he had a lot of kids. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So he had a lot of kids, and they're all because how are you going to pay for all this traveling and stuff like oh. that? <laughs> and I, I mean, what, and who's going to go to them as a lawyer? Like, what kind of legal or law do they do? I I don't even know. I I think one of the daughters works for the state of Kansas or something. And oh, just doing, like, like, regular... A, well, I think she does, like, yeah, probationary stuff or, or working with people who are on probation and or something. I think that the, the, the negative attention she gets, although maybe the people in the in Kansas think that's good, I don't know. No, I don't... I think that they're, the city doesn't like what that they're on the map for this. Now, how long... Maybe we could place a friendly wager here. How long before one of the people from the family comes out of the closet is gay oh i don't know a number of people have left the family and have gone and separated themselves kind of like when you the amish leave and or people like from scientology right yeah Yeah. um but uh yeah i don't i don't know i guess that some one of them might come out at some point statistics says that i mean if you have that many kids kids particularly 13 and they have kids i mean it's just the way it works. There's going to be um, at least a bisexual in there, right? You know? Right. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe within the next couple years. I would say. Well, it's going to be hard to find out because I don't know how much this is covered in the mainstream press. <laughs> right. What? But I would say that there's. Well, we're never going to know. I, I wanted to say that we will probably see a gay Phelps member before we see a gay Major League Baseball player. But being that the Major League Baseball has uh, round-the-clock coverage, many sports networks, and regular mainstream media covering it, and um, I don't know how many people are covering the Phelps. I mean, there's this there's this show, um, right. and I don't know how many other shows or networks are covering it. But uh, I mean, who knows? There might have been already, but we don't know. People that have left. Is there been folks that have left? Have they? Have they? Uh, do we know anything about them or? Well, they've done media interviews, but I, I think they're just ordinary people who just couldn't take the... All right, the constant, you know, the, 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 constant. the single issue, just the, you know... Yeah. yeah, and I think, I mean, they say that he was, Fred Phelps was violent and uh, beat them and beat his kids and yeah, with well, a rod. Yeah, going and, to hell, I mean, yeah. Um, 
so I think that's another reason why they they now left. You're, I know you're familiar with um, Ted Haggard. What, what, did he have a relationship at all? Ted Haggard obviously is the um, the mega church. He was the mega church guy in two thousands or the two thousands. There was the sex scandal with him and his masseuse Mike Jones, um, and he was apparently getting massages and rub downs and tugs and all that stuff. And he was doing like uh, meth or something like that. And then uh, right before the two thousand eight election. When there was there a ballot initiative or something? Yeah, Colorado had a ballot initiative that was going to restrict domestic r- partnership rights yeah. in Col- Colorado, and Ted Haggard came out in support of it. And he was all this time he was going to a prostitute. Right, he was going to a gay guy, uh, get rubbed down, stuff right, like that. Right, and so Mike Jones and he wrote a uh, a very famous book. Or it should be famous. It was um, I had to say something. I think is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. American yeah. Hero is. Uh, but and he writes about this, but um. Did he have a relationship with uh, with um, Fred Phelps, or did Fred Phelps e- consider him again a what you would call a fag enabler? Was there right? Yeah, he, Fred Phelps would have nothing to do with him, e- even but during even the if he was straight. He Fred Phelps would have nothing to do with him. Does he have any but alliance with any? No, 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 not no. R- no mainstream. Well, obviously not mainstream. Right, right. It, but is is there some like uh, crazy kook organizations out there that they sort of align themselves? I guess they're so. I don't kooky. think so. When you get to that, when you get to that spectrum, I guess you become so pure that any sort of um, variation of craziness can destroy you. Right. Just destroy. I mean, your they purity. see themselves like Noah. Like Noah, God saved this one family, Noah's family, and drowned everyone else. I mean, they view themselves yeah. as they're this one family right. that God has saved. So therefore, I mean, they're going to go to heaven, and everyone else on the planet will go go to hell. Do you, now, so do you think they that they should be getting the attention? Like we're talking about them clearly on the show. Do you see them as a force in the grand scheme of things, f- as good or bad? I think they have a good effect in the I, in the sense that people see them and and they're out there, and they have. Um, people see how crazy this anti-gay agenda is and they're the, really the only ones who are actually honest about how they actually feel about gay people. So I, in, in that sense, I think it's it's good for them to be out there and as opposed to, I mean, they're not worried about being politically savvy and, and saying, oh, right. I, I want to destroy gay people, but I want to appear moderate to, to have more political power, so forth. They're not worried about that. So in that sense, it's good for them to be out there doing their thing. I also think it's good for the, um, I mean, it's good that we have a vibrant f- First Amendment that protects even their speech. That's, yeah, I, 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 I see that, making, yeah, because you want, you don't want to have, uh, you don't want people to get hurt, but ju- they're just, they're not really hurting anybody. Right, right. And they, I mean, they had a case that just went a few years ago, just went to the, all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court on this, and they won Oh so really? What what was the what was the case? That case was someone. Uh, a lot of states passed laws against these um, these picketing at funerals, and there a father oh, of a there, there was a Iraq a 20, 20 year old kid killed in Iraq. Was at he gay? Funeral. No, no, it, I don't think so. But his they picketed his funeral, and his father, Mr. Schneider, brought a lawsuit against them for in, in, infliction of uh, emotional distress. And they got an award of uh, some huge money judgment for infliction of emotional distress for having 
tried to. Uh, what were they protesting at the time? They were just saying God his hates funeral, f- his funeral, the, that kid's <laughs> funeral. But they they were they picket any but service member's they, funeral. They didn't say anything about him. They were no. just saying God hates fags. Right, right. Did they say he was going to hell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was a soldier who died for this fag enabling country. Was their position. <laughs> okay, so I interrupted you there. So, um, so they, so the Snyder family was awarded a certain amount right. of money, and it went up to the all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court based the, on First Amendment, the freedom of speech that they can't bring a you can't bring a lawsuit against someone for exercising their constitutional rights. So, the Supreme Court threw out the uh, money judgment. But That's isn't the there a difference? So even though this is like a civil thing, right? I mean, the, the First Amendment still applies to that. Like if you remember when Jer- uh, Larry oh, Jerry Flint f- yeah, sued yeah. Jerry Falwell, or Jerry Falwell s- sued Larry Flint for the claiming that he had sex with his mother in an outhouse, and that was a civil suit for right. defamation, and and that went up to the Supreme Court, and that's another case. But do you? Okay, so I I, I agree with you that these um, folks that are. Uh, the, well, for Phelps at least, that it's good for the for humanity in a way because it points out the insanity of these beliefs. Um, but do you also think it might hurt the, sort of the uh, some of the nimble-minded folks out there that are just regular folks, and they might pick up some of these ideas, and um, it might affect their views and then the, their voting actions. I, I don't know. I, I wonder. Oh, well, yeah, that's always the danger of it. Like we talked about at the beginning, uh, you mentioned the Hitler example. Right, I right, mean, right, who right. could have imagined that Hitler would get the following right. he did? Right. And, I uh, mean, I have. Uh, do, do you work with any, uh, f- I mean, or do you know people in your building or whatever that have like pretty extreme views or say crazy stuff about like politics? No. Like, I'll give you an example of this. I work with someone that really hates Obama. And, um, I mean, it, it is like visceral. It is a visceral hatred. Now, this person is a went to school, went to college. Um, they are in the medical field, and they're smart. You'd want them to actually, if you were injured or sick, you would actually want them um, be taking care of you. And I asked them a simple question of, um, basically, this person went on a uh, different type of diet. They're going to see a nutritionist. And I just asked them, oh, well, why are you seeing a nutritionist? And they said, well, let me just say first that I really hate Obama. (laughs) Now, what does that have to do with um, going to see a nutritionist? Well, apparently, because Obama's a communist, socialist, Satan worshiper, come from the the, the bowels of Satan or whatever she said, um, and he wasn't born in this country, that he's ruining the healthcare system in this country and that she's gonna not going to be able to rely on modern medicine and healthcare, even though she's in healthcare, and is going to have to do more holistic, um, go by more holistic means. And so, I think to myself, where does this come from? I mean, is this, you know, we know part of it is uh, the, ter- the, the obviously. So I asked her, do you watch a lot of Fox News? Yes, the answer. Do you like Glenn Beck? Oh, I love him. I have all his books. I've seen him in concert. I mean, I don't know if he has concerts, but. Whatever. Rallies, rallies or, or whatever. I actually asked her if she goes to a um, the Glenn Beck University because I know he had like a fake university, and she said no. But she went to some other kind of crazy Hillsdale or that one in Michigan where they have the statue of Margaret Thatcher, and um, 
so I wonder if in a sense that, you know, it's good that they're pointing this stuff out, but then it might be also uh, allowing for other folks to then get attracted to some of these things and then promoting a lot of wacky views because there is some magnetism to some of these folks. I mean, Fred Phelps, I don't know if he's a dynamic person, but... Well, no, he is. He, I mean, he can speak well and, and can is a very good speaker and, and holds your attention. And, I mean, I've listened to some of his sermons. Yeah, and if you think about... Um, you know, uh, like Glenn Beck, or the, these people are, you know, interesting, and, and you know, you like to, they, they can, I don't know, connect, I guess, to some degree. But um, have, you enter, have you encountered these, these folks in your, uh, in your circle down there and wherever you are in Miami? Um, well, not, not to the point of getting to visceral hatred. I've come across, like, just mindlessly uninformed, irrational people who despise Obama for for just stupid reasons like the health care bill or he's taken over the health care or he caused the gas prices to rise or, or, or whatever. Right, right. But I mean nothing that rises to the level of like what uh, seems like your co-worker is. Right, yeah, I mean because I asked her I said, well do you think people should be denied health insurance for uh, pre-existing conditions and she said no. And yeah, I said, it well, sounds that, like she's stupid. And I said, well that's one of the major components of... Um, you know, the Affordable Care Act. So, I mean, it, it, are, is the Daryl Metcalfs, which he's a person actually in power, and the Fred Phelps and the... I mean, who else would we, if we had to make a list, would would we say... Um, I mean, I thought the governor of your state is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, Rick Glenn, Scott. Glenn Beck would be right up Glenn there. Glenn Beck would be up there. Um, Bill O'Reilly, I guess. He's probably less so, to be honest, which is a sad state. Or Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these these... And I wonder with Rush Limbaugh, is he good though? He's not good because he has such a wide audience. Yeah, I but mean, I think like that. I think that because he has such extreme views, is it helpful to have him there? But m maybe not him. It was helpful for him when he went off on Sandra Fluke and about women who use birth control or sluts and prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. That was helpful, I think. Yeah, that was so weird that he did that. But I guess it's not. I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What's the state of uh, Fred Phelps' uh, – what's he doing nowadays? I mean, I think he's pretty old, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, um, he doesn't appear much in the um, – he doesn't appear at rallies anymore. I've been trying to get him on this show, not responding to the emails or the phone calls, um, but the, the, his one daughter, I think, is more of the public Shirley, spokesperson. Yeah, Shirley Phelps Roper. Shirley, I, yeah. I emailed them once. They never got back to me. Yeah, and you actually interviewed – her once at a protest or something. Well, it like wasn't that. Shirley. It was a. Uh, it was their family members who showed up to picket some churches in Ohio, and we went and just talked to them for. It Phelps was not there. Phelps was not there. No. And well, how did you find the uh, the conversation with them? Um, they were fine. I mean, they they were relatively. I mean, they weren't unfriendly. They just very repeated their position over and over. Right. Right. I mean, I don't think they were very informed, but they—they they were nice. I, well, I, mean. I think I think they knew their Bible pretty well, but they. But don't you think they just know their the parts of the? You know what I mean? If you put them up to like a scholar, they they pick and choose type of thing. Don't you well, think? I, yeah, I think well, I think everyone does that. So to some extent, so um. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, they probably think like uh, the Pope is going to like he's really horrible and. Oh yeah, they hate they despise the 
the Catholic Church. The papacy. They, they're yeah. they're anti-papist. Yeah, they have a website called priestrapeboys.com. Well, you, to be uh, honest well, with well, you. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, that's some of them that's some of them are founded on fact, and, and some of it's exaggerated. I mean, I think that's, that's a real issue, though. That's a, that's a whole issue. We, sh- we need to have a show on that. I'd like, I mean, I don't want to get a victim in here. That would be horrible. But how that just continues to go on in every country and every, uh, it seems like almost every church. I mean, I was an unmolested uh, Catholic school um, product. I mean, I went five years, never molested. But again, we did not have nuns and priests. We were taught by um, just regular teachers. Well, teachers, yeah. Right. And so uh, fortunate for me. But... Um, uh, all right. Anything else you want to add on Fred Phelps? Where did you think? Uh, do you see him, that group, increasing or decreasing in the next five or ten years? Do you have a prediction? I say decreasing because I th- I just think they, they'll just fall apart after Fred Phelps dies is what I predict. But hey, if they if they keep going and keep doing it, I th- I think it's not certainly not harmful. Would you give them money? No, I don't think I'd give them money. I right. Uh, um, Right. Yeah, I, I can't imagine if, say, you're a young woman or whatever, and you meet a young 20-something-year-old, would you want to date somebody that's in that that organization? No, I don't think so. And I think they give Kansas a bad name, to be honest. I don't, I don't think everybody in Kansas is like that. No. I mean, obviously no. they're not. I mean, that's... Uh, no, you I know. think most people in Kansas despise. Yeah, them. they they probably think they're in the completely insane. That's why it might help Kansas. It might help the. They might help Kansas in a sense, make people realize like, oh my God, we really need to, we ne- really need to embrace enlightenment ideas and be against this kind of craziness. But um, okay. Well, thanks for uh, coming on the show, and uh, um, I really think you need to write a book about the Phelps uh, thing. Have, have you uh, ever thought about putting the, any of these thoughts down and kind of exploring them and? Well, maybe. I mean, that would be quite an undertaking, and I don't really have any access to them specifically to interview them. But that would, yeah. There, there hasn't been any uh, books about them, has there? No, I don't think so. No, I mean, I think there's a big market there for yeah. for a book, and it, it would be really interesting to go into their whole theology and. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really. I wonder if you could get a sabbatical from the uh, w- your current job. Um, do you think you that you let they'd let you in? I mean, they would know somebody that was a gay rights activist. I don't think that you'd probably get much access. No, I don't know. I think they generally are are willing to speak to pretty much anyone because it doesn't matter. The message is getting out there, right? And I mean, they don't really. De- I mean, everyone's going. Everyone they talk to is going to hell. So I don't <laughs> think it ends up <laughs> ends That's up. That's not. Me- do they really think everyone they talk to is going to hell? Pretty much, all, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not going to hell. Well, do you think they think I'm going to hell? Yes, yes. Because well, I associate they're... with you and stuff, and right, right. And you're, I mean, you're not a. When's the last time you've been to church? But the churches are bad. Well, yeah, but you you have to go to the correct church, which is their church. Well, I certainly <laughs> haven't. I drove through Kansas in 1999, and uh, it was very hot and humid, and it was a boring drive. So I'm not going back there anytime soon. But um, yeah, I I really want you to write a book on it. Um, but uh, we will uh, discuss this another time. All right, thanks so much. All right, thanks. Okay, I hope you enjoyed our discussion there with Sean Riley, um, who is articulate and bright and clean and nice-looking. What uh, current politician said that about our current president? You can email the show at prcshow at gmail.com. Maybe email the answer to that, prcshow at gmail.com. 
Again, I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll put, post a new one next week. And enjoy uh, the weather outside. It's nice out. Bye.